welcome everyone to another episode of Church Talks. I have um, my first ever fan in my life as my guest, and it is a special Father's Day edition of this podcast. So everyone, welcome my pops, Ken Church, to the pod. (laughs) First ever fan, I like that. You were my first fan ever, because I'm sure when mom pushed me out, she was probably not a fan of me at the time. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that looked like um, in the hospital room that day. Um, what, what did that look like when, when I was born? What were your first thoughts when I came into the world? I guess I probably should give a straight. <laughs> Speechless. Probably, give, probably, yeah, probably should give a straight answer, right? I was trying to decide whether to be uh, humorous or, or yeah, just so much anticipation leading up to that time, uh, so much joy. I mean, I, I got to cut the cord, you know, I got to hold you in my arms. You looked way too much like your grandpa. You know, <laughs> it was, your, your father. That's exactly right. Yeah. The now, church, how can a baby look like that? Well, uh, if you saw the, the shape and the size of your head, and you probably know. <laughs> Well, you know, I do, I do get it honest. I have a very large forehead and the older I get, the more my, my hairline keeps receding. So I know oh, that is well. a church trait for yeah, sure. You're, you're welcome for that. Thank you. So, so what happened when you started, you know, cause I think most parents, when they have a baby, they start counting the toes. What, what would that look like? <laughs> wow. You know, in the church family, that takes on a whole different, uh, vibe there because we, we tell folks that we're familiar with Old Testament that uh, we're descendants of Anakim and uh, we we are often born with uh, six toes and six fingers. We, we're from the land of the giants. Uh, we're we're the, the misfits or something but uh, you had an interesting thing going on with your toes. There was some the technical term is syndactyly where you have a couple of toes that are uh, are not divided, like the, the big toe and the toe beside of it kind of had some skin between. Uh, am I telling too much? or this is you? No. I mean, I, I love ducks for a reason. I think ducks and I have a very similar trait of webbed yes. feet. So You know, it is interesting because I've heard it called webbed feet, and that always confused me because my mom's maiden name is Webb. W-E-B-B. <laughs> and so I thought that meant it came from her side of the family. Yeah. And then I found out, you know, when I was old enough to understand that, oh, no, this is a church family genetic trait. And so uh, if you take after the church side of the family, you're probably going to have some some either skin issues with toes or, or bone issues. And, and you had a little bit of the skin issue and you had enough bones actually for another toe, but you didn't have the <laughs> other toe. So in your young life, uh, you had to start off with a, a couple of surgeries in the first year or so. And uh, we remember it so well that um, you were, uh, of course, you never did anything from the time you were born. It was never anything that just, you know, straight down the middle of the road, traditional colors, anything like that. Uh, we, we maybe started you off on it, letting you express your creativity. So somewhere along the idea, we got the idea that... Uh, a lime green, we're talking like neon green uh, cast on your leg all the way up to your your knee. And then on the other leg, because it was done on both. And on it was the like a leg, maroon color. It was like, yeah, it was fuchsia, hot pink, maroon, whatever you want to call it. It was, they were two contrasting colors and they were not, uh, they were not like earth tones, trust me. And yeah. uh, I, 
I have great memories, though, of you uh, crawling across the floor, and you could just hear those casts being drawn. <laughs> oh, gosh. Going across the floor. Uh, I can probably remember the sound of it better than anything else. I don't know if it's if it's common for um, I mean, obviously, it's probably not common for for babies to have surgeries like that, especially on both feet or casts go all the way up the leg. But we yeah. kept those casts for a long time. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they were yeah. like trophies. I mean, I crawled. I think I crawled out of them and it had to be redone to be redone and, more than once. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember this, obviously, but y'all took pictures um, on whatever kind of camera was around. <laughs> in the year 1990 yeah it was um, one that had a little poof going off on the top of it you know back in the stone ages or something oh of- yeah <laughs> <laughs> kind of like our big old video cameras where we made home videos <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah you had to hold it on your shoulder and it was a vhs tape oh, my i think goodness. we still have a vhs player around the house just so because we never got those put into digital format and i guess eventually we're going to have to do that if the I tapes are still video- good yeah, I wish there was video footage of me crawling around with these casts on both I, of my legs. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it exists somewhere in this house. I don't know where that would be, but uh, maybe before Jesus comes, we will find that and get it crossed over into digital so we can all have a, a great experience. Yeah, so <laughs> so your, your first thoughts of me being born were joy and all of that, and then you're like, oh my gosh, there's like... Toes stuck together, a big head. Um, I already had my name picked out, and uh, I still that don't know true. exactly where the name came from. But I've always said that, like, you gave me very royal, like, queenly names. So Catherine That's exactly Elizabeth. What we were That's exactly what we we're thinking, and I think uh, uh, I think I might have been the first one to come up with Catherine. And I said, and if we go with Catherine, uh, then we're going to have to do Elizabeth. You know, and of course, if we would, if we really <laughs> we're gonna have to, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to. It was just it was a no brainer and it just rolled off the tongue. And of course, uh, if we did it truly in the queenly fashion, we would have spelled Catherine with a C, uh, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. I'm so but glad then we you said, didn't. Well, you're very welcome for that, too, because <laughs> we did decide to uh, to make it the, the two syllable Catherine, even though Catherine is hardly ever pronounced with three syllables, no matter how you spell it. But uh, when we spelled it with an K and then an R-Y-N on the end, the only thing we had to fight after that is people that still want to call you Kathy. And, oh, uh, you know, we I love all the that. Kathys in our lives, but we know that you're not a big fan of that name because that's not your name. Yeah. And, uh, and then when people spell it Kathy and then just tag on the R-N on the end, that's always fun, too. <laughs> I know. Kathy urn. I'm like, <laughs> but if it was with a C, then I don't think that Kiff would have ever become my, my nickname. Kiff no, and all that. It, it wouldn't have been like Cuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, thank God man. that I'm Catherine with a K. Yes. Oh, and you know gosh. what? Back in, back in those days, and I don't know that we would have done it even if we could, and maybe we could have it. Maybe we had the choice to know the uh, to know the, the sex uh, of the child before you were born, but we decided not to do that. You know, we just knew that you were a gift from God and we were going to love you no matter what. So it didn't really matter to us whether you were a boy or a girl. And so we, uh, uh, you know, everybody was thinking, of course, that for my my firstborn child, of course, Tammy had a, a son, uh, your, your brother, Josh, but 
for for my firstborn child uh, in the years that we were married and we were together, and people just naturally thought that you know I would would want a boy, but I was thrilled when you were a girl, and then three years later you got a little sister, and now I've got two granddaughters, and so you know I'm been surrounded by girls all my life, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> you had two older sisters, and then what 13 years into your life was it 13 years then you had then they had joey yeah four yeah 13 and 14 14 actually i said if i need some testosterone i'll just call up my brother joey and we'll do a quick road <laughs> trip or something and i, I did think it was funny that i uh i, I kind of got into men's ministries for 10 years and i said maybe i was just trying to like get in get some uh some testosterone surrounding me but I am perfectly comfortable being surrounded by by females most of the time. Uh, I'm, well, I'm rather chill, and so uh, I, I don't get into all the drama. Try not to, and uh, maybe even diffuse a little bit of it. It's it's getting to be uh, where I'm, I'm not as good at that as I used to be. Well, you are definitely a girl dad, and uh, I did not know until right now that you did not know the gender of me until I was born. I know that you had thought that that if I was a boy that you were going to name me Jonathan Gabriel, but I did not know that you had waited until that moment. So look, I'm, I'm learning things right now about my well, own Well, <laughs> you just reminded me about Jonathan Gabriel. I haven't thought about that in quite some time. Uh, yeah. That was a true biblical name. Uh, Elizabeth was biblical too. I don't think there's a Catherine in the Bible, but uh, we did that more from the queenly perspective. But uh, we did think about Jonathan and Gabriel in terms of a boy. And, uh, and I think we probably would have would have called you Gabriel if that had been the case. Uh, I don't I don't think you would have been a, a very good John or Johnny or Jonathan or something like that. Who knows? <laughs> Thank you. Thank God. <laughs> You're welcome again. I like this. I know. Like, I just I mean, you know, and, and you said that, like, I was the son you never had. So, I mean, you know, I was I was the, the tomboy and the one that you got to take with you to play golf. And I mean, you put me in golf camps and basketball camps and even softball camps and I mean I grew up playing sports um loved it so I'm glad that I at least gave you that that taste of it and um <laughs> you know my father's day gift to you back in 2020 was to go and play golf and I think that was the first time you had played golf in years sometime yeah and haven't and, played since then and we're but hey father's day is coming right here and that's gonna be my gift to you again so we're gonna have to go and and stretch and um, get sore man from, from playing 18 holes i'm not sure a little bit of stretching is going to do it i'm going to have to go see dr matt and uh thank <laughs> you yeah. shout yeah. out to dr thompson rocking him chiropractic <laughs> dr t oh God my gosh bless you, buddy man i love it well you have you're, i mean you're definitely a girl dad and you have been a dad to so many of my friends um especially those that don't have dads in their life um, mostly the, the female friends that I've had and even some of the guy friends that I've had. And that's been something that I think that I took for granted in the moment because I just knew that I had a great dad and didn't realize that so many people don't, whether they don't have a dad at all, um, you know, not, not in their life or not alive, but like, I just don't know that Actually, I do know. I did not appreciate it at the time. But, like, looking back now, I'm like, you have seriously been a dad to all the people in my life. And so I give honor to you for that. And um, you've just been so loving and, and even nurturing, like, 
just you you've been a fantastic father figure uh so many people and me and becca will echo that <laughs> for the rest wow. of our lives and you're a great pop pop to your wow. granddaughters yeah hey can we take a break we're five minutes into this and you got me <laughs> over here with watery eyes already what in the world you didn't tell me this was a setup no this is a father's day episode this is this is to highlight you and i know the first couple minutes was oh, about goodness. me and my birth but honestly it was about your take <laughs> on that because obviously i have no recollection of that you know, I did contribute to your birth. I mean, I, I I did what was what was needed. Yeah, whatever. Probably conceived to Kenny G. I know that Kenny G was like y'all's thing. Whatever. <laughs> we don't need to know all that. From Kenny G to Kenny C, what can I say? <laughs> but you hate being called Kenny, just like I hate yes, being called I Kathy. Do. I do. But you know what? Man. We 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 all have our our burdens to bear. Uh, but that is so kind of you to say. It's been a a joy to um we always felt like and i don't i don't know if this is a, an good to get into or if or if uh if i can just kind of riff for a little bit here yeah but this is um you know i, I had a wonderful uh, christian heritage and my parents raised me in church and my dad was a deacon and and uh my mom was just uh, still is and my dad's in heaven but mom is 91 uh your grandma dot and uh, she's uh, still doing well and just a pillar of the church. She's been called that for a long time. But mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't have a real close, uh, intimate relationship with my dad. He was not a, a nurturing dad. I think you used that word earlier. And uh, even though I, I never doubted that he loved me, but, uh, you know, just had uh, probably was following like we all do. Uh, so often following the example that was set before him and we kind of take those parenting styles and the, the the lack of affection or deep affection we take that with us and somewhere there just has to be a cycle that's broken and I, I don't think his father was a godly man and I never knew my grandfather he died when I was very young uh, but uh, I don't think he was and, and my dad was he got in church and I'm thankful for that but uh, but just never had the close, intimate uh, relationship with uh, my dad. And so I was determined that um, that I wanted to be uh, a different kind of of dad. Uh, and so we always opened our home. We felt like that uh, as you and Becca were uh, growing up, not only when you were younger, but when you got to be teenagers, that uh, we would much rather make our home a place where you were invited and welcome to bring your friends in and that you would prefer them coming over to our place maybe than than you going out with them or going over to their place or something like that so we always welcomed that and there was a steady stream of uh of uh, visitors in the home as you know uh, and some a lot of sleepovers and and, and some ended up uh, living with us for a little while <laughs> and so uh there i i consider them all dads i've been called father church and and uh dad by a lot of people that are not that don't share my last name and that's been a, a real joy to to be that kind of a figure to them sometimes like you said because they just they needed that at the time their father had passed or uh, you know, they just didn't have that kind of relationship with their dad. So uh, I feel like that's a joy of mine. And I, I appreciate what you said that that warms my heart to know that uh, that you feel that way. Oh, yeah. And that still stands true now. Like even in my adult life, 
um, anybody that I have now that knows me and that knows you, uh, they know that you are, <laughs> you're a more than merrier kind of person. And I think that I got that definitely honest from you guys, because whether it was when we took family vacations where you allowed me and Becca to take a friend with us, you know, whether it was um, to Branson, Missouri, you know, if people were listening and then you heard the Mother's Day edition, then, you know, Becca and I talked about that trip, which was wild. And, you know, we've gone to Florida, we've gone to the homestead, we've gone to Hilton Head, we've gone so many places where you allowed us to bring our friends um, and you just, you know, treated them like your own children. And, mm. you know, and it's just things that, you know, I, I think now and I'm like, I don't ever want to take that for granted. And I mean, and the fact that, you know, early on, of course, again, I don't remember this, but, you know, you had a job working for the local newspaper um, as a as a journalist. I mean, you got a journalism degree from Carolina. And so you were working there um, at the Eden Daily News for not long. I mean, it was a few years, I guess, before I was born. And then yeah. I guess when I was born, you were like, this is not going to make me enough money to support this family. Yeah, um, you were you were eating every day. I I don't know, but yeah, and <laughs> we were I mean, going through diapers and stuff like that. But I mean, I breastfed till I was two or two and a half. <laughs> so mom says, I don't know. So I don't that know what else true. I was eating. But you know, true. you you chose a different profession. That um, now it's interesting that you say that that you were <laughs> breastfed for two years. So you were born in 1990. So you didn't start eating regular food and where we had to buy groceries until 1992. And at the end of 92 is when I made my career change. So, <laughs> See, sure it was that. just to put food on the table. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah. So you made this career change. And that is all I have never known of you being an insurance agent and, um, you know, cutting very quickly to present day. I am now following in your footsteps and I never thought like never. And I say yeah. that in like all capital letters, never thought that I would get into that. You um, know, I, I was, uh, would have never thought that either. It's only been in the last several years as some of the, uh, the Medicare plans that we offer and that kind of thing have evolved that, uh, that I can actually pass on, uh, you know, not just the idea, because I, I, I would have never passed on the idea. didn't think that you would be the least bit interested. But when uh, if something were to happen to me and the good Lord takes me on to my reward, uh, because I have now formed an LLC and have a business, boy, this is getting into too much detail. But now <laughs> you can kind of just pick right up and assume my client base and, and get uh, compensated for that and have a, a ready-made book of, of several hundred clients. Uh, in this area that really uh, are wonderful people to work with and that depend on me every year. And if I'm not here, they need to depend on somebody and not just thrown to a total stranger. So I am so glad that, uh, that you saw the, uh, the, the possibility of that and uh, just don't wait around, wait for <laughs> your old man to go to heaven is all I can say. <laughs> I mean, and it took the whole world shutting down for me to see this, like literally this, you know, it started in the middle of the, the pandemic um, you know, just summer of 2020, you just kind of nonchalantly proposed this idea. And I was like, I've got more time on my hands than I ever have like oh. in my adult life. And, uh, oh, and I only wish that I'd started doing it sooner because I honestly love it. I love being able to help people and honestly seeing and experiencing, um, you in this profession, like growing up and knowing that you were able to, you know, be, 
the sole breadwinner in our family to allow mom to stay home and uh, be a stay-at-home mom and to homeschool me and Becca and to know that you weren't just working 80 hours a week to do that, but you were actually still present in the home and able to make it to like literally like every sporting event that I played in um, all of the, the extracurricular activities that I did, whether it was with dance competitions with, you know, the church dance team or Bible quiz. I mean, you were not just there, but you were coaching and um, you know, just, just playing national, an active role. <laughs> I was, I was got to be a coach and then even on the national level, got to be a national quiz master uh, in Bible quiz for the denomination we were in. So right? it was a really blessed time. And uh, you know, even as, Wow, I didn't know I was going to get into all that either. But as you were talking about that, and I thought even that, uh, obviously, there there was intentionality in that because um, when you said attending uh, every sporting event, uh, and I played sports in school as well. I was uh, lettered in two sports uh, at Stonewall High. Yay, Stonewall High. Uh, <laughs> way back before graduating in 1979. So I have a 45th anniversary, a 45th reunion coming up next next year, but hard to believe. But uh, <laughs> I played basketball and baseball, and I cannot tell you a single game that um, that my mom and dad attended. And that hurts my heart to say what? that even now. It, I mean, I'm not bitter about it. It hurts my heart for them because I just... I don't know if it was part of their their religious upbringing, you know, because the, there was there's a lot of legalism back in the family tree. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was that they just did not uh, come and was supportive at um, uh, at sporting events. And, uh, you know, of course, some things were totally off limits. You know, you can't play games on Sunday and, you know, and but we didn't play on Sunday and uh, the games that when I did play. You know, I just I don't know their reason. My dad worked third shift uh, for most of his life at Fieldcrest Mills. So I always figured that he was just sleeping during the day and was just tired, you know. And uh, but again, that would help the closeness of the relationship that there just it wasn't that kind of closeness there. So I, I didn't mean to turn what was a very positive thing into something <laughs> of a downer there. But there was intentionality that every we try to do everything we do, you know, with uh God's wisdom and and wanting to break the cycle in in some ways, and, and re-steer this ship, and uh, and I believe that uh, we've certainly done that. I know the the grandchildren. You, you know, we may or may not adopt a teenager from your end, like you told me you've been going to do for a while. <laughs> but uh, but it I know may with still Rebecca, happen. yeah, with Rebecca's two children, uh, you know, we can just see that there was a definitely, and of course, Jesse plays a, a major role in this as well. And he was from a Christian family that uh, we just love the the intentionality and the the godly way that they're raising uh, our our granddaughters, and so we appreciate that. So well, I'm hoping that we're starting a new a new trend and a new cycle and something that if the Lord tarries for several more generations, that will continue on and kind of rewrite the family tree. Well, I mean certainly. And I think not just for our family, but I think that you have set quite a standard for people that know you that have their own families. Because um, I think that, you know, in our generation, or I guess I should say in your generation, that it's been very common that the the man of the household, the father of the household, 
is the one who mostly works and then it's the wife or the mom that stays at home and of course in my generation that has very much shifted i mean you've got you know both parents or you know like both genders working and um you know it means that basically the school system or daycares or whatever are left to raising the children and so i mean in my opinion like you were like one of the og people changing (laughs) the game and saying like hey it doesn't have to be this way you don't have to work a normal nine to five uh you don't have to uh, you know, punch time clock and let somebody else rule your whole schedule. Um, you know, but with you, it's like, like you said, it was, it was intentional. It didn't just happen accidentally, but you, you made the choice to do that. And it was very, very intentional. And so, uh, you know, you're I just, sweet. I, yeah. I, to say that. We, I, uh, we, uh, we, I was going to say we did, uh, we would never try to, um, you know, say that, um, everybody should homeschool. Uh, and, and there's probably been some times when both you and, and, and Becca uh, wish that you had not been homeschooled for as many years as you were, but uh, you know, we homes- that, that's awesome. We homeschooled <laughs> you all the way through and we have to be careful because we believed that in that so much. And we, uh, that, that we just felt like that was a calling. We know that there are very dedicated and really, um, teachers and principals and staff members that are in public schools uh, and God bless them. Uh, that's a noble calling and a noble profession. We felt like for us, it was a definite calling on our life that we were supposed to uh, educate you and your sister at home. And um, I, I'm just, uh, I'm so glad that we did. Uh, I, Tammy did most of the teaching your mom did, but of course I was in and out of the house and uh, and I was kind of the principal, and she was the teacher, at least hmm. teacher in most cases. And sometimes I was the you were the math teacher. Yes, yes. <laughs> there were some things, math and science, and whatever. We didn't do a lot in science, but it, when it gets to a point, you know, it's a lot of self-educating in there, as you know, a lot of workbooks, and uh, and you can accomplish so much in in such a short time compared to what they can do in a public school setting for with thirty kids in the room. But uh, anyway, that was a, a real calling and, and home education. It was growing at the time and we thought it was big then. And it has grown much more today, of course, as the, mm-hmm. the, the need for uh, godly and Christian education uh, because the what the culture is dealing with and the, um, the agenda that public education, unfortunately, uh, is pushing so much is something that we just did not uh, want to have happen. And so we're so glad that we did. And and we're glad that you uh, do not resent that. Uh, I know the whole the whole thing about kids who are not going to be socialized well. And and uh, I, I challenge people all the time. And I maybe my my pride as a father is showing a little bit too much. But I, I challenge people all the time. Show me two more uh, outgoing and socially uh, uh, sociable people than you and Becca. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the things I'm, I'm so glad that you got into uh, the insurance field because it's a great field and, you know, you don't have to be a salesperson and, and go out here and, and twist people's arms or try to talk them into something that they don't need and all this. It's just you care about people. It's a people business. And if you care about people, as I know you do, 
especially the retirees and older people, which is primarily what I deal with uh, and you deal with, with Medicare plans and 401k planning and stuff like that. But uh, if you do that, you can do that in a way that is honorable and that is extremely helpful to them. And I've got clients that just make my day when they appreciate what we've done for them. So uh, I'm just going all over the place here. (laughs) Well, I think that, I mean, I know that I can absolutely attest to uh, not lacking in the social aspect. I think that I was very introverted up until I was like a late teenager Um, and, you know, in church and, uh, you know, people would, you know, they helped with that of like bringing out the extrovertedness in me. And then of course, Mm -hmm. like being filled with the Holy ghost, that brings a whole different boldness that comes along with that. Yes, it does. So, you know, yes, attributed to you, but also to the Holy ghost. And, um, and I know Becca said the same thing. It's like, we don't, we don't regret our upbringing at all. And we don't feel like we are lacking at all in education or in social aspects. Um, and I've talked to several people on my podcast about homeschooling and, um, and it does, I mean, it's, it just overwhelmingly, it seems to be a very, a very good choice. And, uh, yeah, you know, but this is not a, this is not a homeschooling episode. Um, although we will give shout outs to that and this is not a <laughs> Medicare episode, but Hey, if you need a Medicare agent, like me and my dad, <clears throat> mostly me, um, are, are right. always looking for new clients. Go um, get it, girl. Get it. That's right. That's right. So, but I have, I have another question for you. Sure. So, um, so knowing, knowing how you were raised and how you wanted to change the game and how you raised your daughters and, uh, you know, just how you wanted to kind of set a precedent for us and our, um, you know, future leading into adulthood. Like if you had to encourage young fathers or aspiring fathers, as far as like, um, like, what would you say are the most important values? And especially now that you have adult daughters and, you know, seeing how all that panned out and even, you know, your, your victories and, you know, what you would say would be your failures and how you maybe missed the mark in some cases. Um, what, what would be your advice to a young father? Cause I do have, I do have men listen to my podcast, <laughs> um, all right. uh, you know, a lot of young men, a lot of fathers. So what would be your, your advice to them to say, like, these are the most important values. Like, do you have like a top three of, you know, values that you would just say, these need to be the primary focus of your whole family? Well, what a, what a terrific question. Aren't these podcasts supposed to be like 45 minutes or so? I mean, I don't even know what we're up to. We've had a few technical difficulties, so I'm not (laughs) even sure how how, how far we're up to, but yeah. If you ask a question like that, I mean, we, we could go on until midnight or after, but, uh, well, that's um, and we didn't we didn't plan any of these questions ahead of time, so this is off the cuff. Thanks a lot for that. Just get you're welcome. Me, I mean, I just me know that you, blown. like you said, I mean, you got into men's ministry, and then you yes. were a part of Promise Keepers, which was a men's ministry, um, and you have discipled men and brothers and fathers like for your whole life. So I think that you were such a great spokesperson for them. Oh, you, you're, man, you. You're scoring brownie points tonight. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, That's, you've already uh, said that I'm not your favorite daughter because I didn't give you any grandchildren. <laughs> so I, ha- I have to earn my keep somehow. Like, <laughs> Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, you, uh, I, 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 I can't choose between you two. Uh, Thank uh, you. I love, I love you equally. And I think that uh, you, you just, there's, uh, 
I got the two best daughters in the world. So I, I appreciate you. that. You're, you're so welcome. Now back to the question. Yes. Let me see. You said, you said three things. You, you said, let me talk about my, my victories or successes as well as my failures. We don't have as, enough time to talk about the failures. So uh, let's, let's see if we can get on the other side. I would say, uh, thing you said was if you had to talk to a young father or a, a wannabe father, it's like, if I had to, what about if I get to, that's a, mm -hmm. that's a joy in my life. Uh, at the ripe age of 61, and it's been this way for a while now, but uh, I definitely feel uh, that uh, maybe for many years now that I have kind of gone over into a, uh, a mentoring and a coaching role, hoping uh, that it's a discipling role. Uh, I have that uh, in ministry partners and some young pastors and things like that that I'm able to pour into, had lunch with one today. But uh, but for for fathers in particular, and he brought his little girl to lunch, by the way. So it was just a treat for me. I, I, I got a special friend today at lunch that I didn't expect. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. And uh, and she just opened up and was so talkative, five years old. And so, you know, I, I'm I can get along. <laughs> I can get along with five year olds because uh, Alaska's almost five. She's just a month or two away from that. Yeah. And so I just turned on the charm, you know, that, uh, and she just ate it up and she just wouldn't stop talking. And he said, I don't know why she's so chatty. She's never like this. And I said, it's because I, I, uh, I made a friend, you know, I, <laughs> I asked her about herself. Anyway, that's getting so far away. That is uh, a big key is my goodness that, um, the intentionality part of it, you know, parenting doesn't happen, uh, by osmosis. Uh, we're not born with skills to parent. Uh, you know, the, there's some things that, that God plants in us, obviously, and, and there's a lot of potential there. Uh, but I think it, it is a, a learned behavior, and, uh, and there is trial and error. There, there's a lot of failures and hopefully successes waiting on the other side of those failures. But uh, you've got to just put the, the time in and it's a trite thing, but I've I've heard it said many times that uh, love is a four-letter word, and you spell it T-I-M-E. Uh, whenever I hear people say, or if I hear parents say, you know, and of course you you don't want to be condemning with parents, or or sometimes they already are feeling bad if they work 50, 60, 80 hours a week, and they can't be home as much, and you know, and they can't see their children as much. Maybe they don't get. And so they will always have to say that, you know, I just, uh, I want, as long as I have good quality time. Uh, and I've learned over the years that uh, there's really quality time is never a replacement for the quantity of time and to uh, be intentional. If, if you have to be out of the home during the week because of work and you, you know, you're on the road or you're traveling or whatever the case may be, uh, when you do get uh, there with your children, and even in those cases, I mean, with technology today, there's no excuse for not uh, doing FaceTime and and uh, video calls and, and uh, Zooming, whatever you need to do, uh, which we didn't have back in our day, of course. But, um, but mm -hmm. there, you've just got to put the FaceTime in and you've got to put the time with children in. And when they're young, you know, don't be um, don't be afraid to, uh, you know, put the start to say put the newspaper down people don't read newspapers anymore uh, put, <laughs> facebook yeah put the facebook down put the the phone down turn espn off and get in the floor with them and get active with them and uh 
yeah, you know, crawl on the floor with them when they're making the noise with their their multicolored uh, cast up up to their knees and things like that. And you know, it's uh, it's just something that you've uh, it. There's no more joyous time in a dad's life than getting to spend time with his children, and there there's just no there's no uh, substitute for that. You know. Um, all the money in the world. And there's so many men, of course, it's a stereotype, but it's really true that they try to make up for the lack of time with their children, uh, by, you know, by winning them over and trying to be a, a good dad, you know, by letting them do certain things and, you know, or, or giving them things. And that's not what they want. You know, they might, they're not going to turn it down. Of course, if you shower them with money or you, you, take them places and all that but what they really want and what they really need is they need time with their dad they need time with both parents uh, they need time with um, uh, with to spend you know knowing that uh, you're investing the time and and uh, you know you shouldn't make them feel like it's a sacrifice of your time you know mm -hmm. don't ever make a child feel like that they are uh uh, that they're a distraction or, you know, they're keeping you from the ball game or they're keeping you from doing anything else. My goodness, even time in the word, as important as that is, and as I've grown in my ministry life and opportunities to preach and to teach, you know, I've been there for a while that uh, I, I never want to, I mean, the the congregation that I'm going to preach to on Sunday, that's, that's fine and I will answer to God for that. But the first my first responsibility is to answer to God for how I parented my family, how I, I loved my wife and how I fathered my children. So, uh, and I don't want that to sound like, you know, it's condemning or, or that, you know, you're coming down on somebody. I want it to be encouraging. And uh, I want to build men up and say, you know what? Uh, you take the time that you have and you, you carve out time. You make it an intentional thing. You, you schedule it in on your phone calendar, just like you schedule in a business call or a business appointment. You know, you can uh, you can make the time and you can put that time in. And then I was uh, my mind was drawn back to, you know, Deuteronomy chapter six. with just thinking about Father's Day coming up and hearing some things about that. And, you know, I was listening to a a Bible study video that I watched with Tammy the other day and uh, just a reminder of some very basic things about how that we uh, we teach uh, the word and talk about the things of God to our children when they when they get up and when they lie down and when they go to bed and when they sit and all throughout the day. It's just a normal part of the day. You know, mm -hmm. when we gather around the table for mealtime, uh, that you, you take advantage of those times and you know, families, unfortunately, today, life is hectic, and, and a lot of families don't even sit down for meals together anymore. And uh, I feel like that um, we need to get back to that and, and hopefully uh, never lose that. So even as uh, some of the best times that we have with our family, of course, involve food and nothing wrong with that, um, <laughs> but uh, nothing, nothing wrong with uh, incorporating uh, just spiritual lessons and, and having that quality time. Oh, there I go. See that quality time. Uh, even I use the phrase <laughs> once in a while, but I don't like it. Hopefully all the time spent with the family uh, should be very high quality time. Right. Um, but uh, it is it is certainly time and you have to carve it out. You know, if there's no time, everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. So. Uh,
shots, you know, 168 hours in a week. And, you know, what are you going to do with yours? And uh, you're going to sleep a certain number of them. You're going to work a sudden certain number of them. And uh, my goodness, uh, if I can encourage men uh, not to be too self-absorbed in the, in the things that, uh, you know, the, the sports and the games and the golf and the, uh, all the other things that go along with that, the hobbies and working out in the yard, whatever. Uh, but uh, involve your children in every aspect of your life. Take them to the grocery store with you. Take them to the golf course with you. You know, I mean, yeah, they, they you'll you'll know how to protect them and how to keep them from things that uh, that maybe they're not ready for. But uh, you can be with them and just enjoy life with them and do life with them. And if I had to, I guess that would be the the number one thing uh, behind, of course establishing a, a godly foundation with them. So I, I don't know if that's two or three. I feel like I'm rambling. So, uh, but that was, I mean, that was great. I don't know. Wow. That might've been multiple things encapsulated in one. So that yeah. was, that was fantastic. Have, and so neat. I don't have any notes in front of me. So everything is neither do I stream of consciousness here. You're, you're getting me, uh, you're getting me at raw and prime. You'll Look, have to do the editing later. Yeah, no, you like almost every other guest that I have, asks me in advance like okay do you have questions that you're going to ask um like is there a certain criteria i'm like nope <laughs> like <laughs> like no i if, if you're a guest on my podcast then i know enough about you to start the conversation and then it conversation just unfolds as we go and that's that's why i love this so there's no notes there's no um pre-questions planned so I mean, I love it. It's, it's more honest oh. and genuine, in my opinion. So you didn't have time to to oh, yes. think about these answers or questions beforehand. I will say but, that yeah. uh, just like in a, a good marriage and how that, you know, the thing that keeps a good marriage alive, in addition to the godliness and, and uh, pursuing God together and and, uh, you know, continuing to pursue the, the love and the, the intimacy, the relationship together and and the time element together, same thing that makes a good parent is going to make a, uh, a good, um, uh, a good spouse. But, uh, I would say that uh, a sense of humor, uh, goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And so your, your mom and I have always tried to maintain that. And, uh, and, and I believe that, uh, you and, and Becca, in addition to being uh, well socialized, uh, young ladies, uh, I believe that uh, the the sense of humor, y'all are some of the, the funnest people to be around that I know. <laughs> and uh, I think anybody that knows you would, would agree with that. So uh, we look at that as a success as well, that uh, we didn't raise dull, boring people. So um, speaking of that, hey, it's it's Father's Day coming up and I, I've been I've been reading a couple of dad jokes. Would you like to hear one? I would love to hear a dad joke. Okay. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier to change careers because you started eating groceries and things like that. So mm -hmm. you know how you can always tell uh, when you meet a man, you can always tell if he's a dad because uh, he's the one that uh, has pictures in his wallet where money used to be. <laughs> oh, well, I can tell that one hit you real, real good there right there. <laughs> That was funnier <laughs> than you let on. I'm like, uh, do, do men even carry wallets anymore with pictures? In them? I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe not. Okay. I mean, in this day, people have like money clips and 
if you're like me, it's just whatever's on the back of your phone. Like I have that. Well, but... maybe it's a maybe it's a foundational part of dad jokes that they're a little outdated. So right, that's yeah. true. Dad yeah. jokes and preacher jokes they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, especially when your dad's a preacher, and so. Uh, <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> <laughs> well look you have you have passed on sense of humor and and ministry and godliness and a love for family and a love for humanity and um you've also passed on to me uh just an overwhelming sense of generosity and hospitality like as we said i mean you your your home has always been open um your home which used to be my home as well i mean obviously it was yours but i lived in it um just the hospitality it's still still my home it's still (laughs) your home you can come anytime you want the the walls that i painted in my bedroom are now your office but you know it's all right at least you haven't painted over them like you did in becca's room with the hot paint they they are still green and carolina blue and chocolate yep lime green carolina blue and chocolate brown and i did all kinds (laughs) of really weird retro (laughs) stripes and so that is your office now and people wonder why I don't entertain clients in my office. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I love being able to work out of my home now. See, there's so many things that you've passed on. So you've passed on um, those things. You passed on the um, just the proactivity of being uh, a worker and, you know, and, and earning money, uh, making your own schedule, you know, working hard, working with integrity. And, uh, and you know, with, with the generosity, like I have seen you be, more generous than you would ever, you know, say publicly. And, you know, we won't go into all of that, but I've seen you help people um, to, you know, pay their car payment or their light bill or, you know, give them food or give them rides or give them a place to stay. Or, you know, here lately you've been ministering to um, a church in an orphanage in India that has just basically become a part of our family. So shout out to Ravi, if he's going to listen to this (laughs) at some point um, in India and uh, the chosen. So the chosen TV series, you were the first one that introduced me to that when it was in its very beginning stages. And, you know, you have all of these connections where you get to pre-screen movies before they hit the big screens. And, um, and then with the chosen, you got like an inside scoop with that. And now the chosen is just like literally sweeping the world. And you were one of the the primary funders for that, um, the original ones. And then I have now become <laughs> a, a, a sponsor, that, not nearly to the extent that you have, but, you know, just the generosity aspect of, you know, you've been blessed financially. And so you give financially. And that is something that, you know, I, I think you and mom have both said that sometimes I'm you know, I don't even think about sometimes giving money. And yet, to my knowledge, I've never been in debt other than to you for things. Um, but that's just, you know, that's a, it's a principle of the kingdom is that, you know, we, we give and we don't expect anything in return. And we just trust that God's going to bless our heart of generosity with that. Uh, I'm not sure how many 32 year old women can say I've never been in debt. That is uh... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to count that as one of the incredible gifts that that we have helped to pass along to you and uh, haven't really thought about it in that way. But you're exactly right. I don't think you've ever been in debt, didn't have any student loan debt. I think you were very wise to uh, when it came time for and you wanted to go to college that we encouraged you to uh, to do community college for the first couple of years. 
and uh, and then to go uh, transfer to university and and so you did you did all of that and and didn't leave college with a, a lot of debt, which unfortunately people do and still I mean tens of thousands of dollars and it's just no way to start uh, life on their own as an adult being tens of thousands of dollars in debt. So that's a it's a beautiful sentiment and. Uh, I do have to say that uh, as you were going through all of that, and it was very gracious and that was humbling. I appreciate that, Catherine. But um, the generosity and, the, you know, when you were saying that, I just kept saying it and you almost said it there at the end. But, you know, the Bible says that we are blessed to be a blessing. And there were many times in, in our life and Tammy and I have been married for it'll be 39 years coming up uh, in uh, two or three months. So in our in our 39 years, my goodness, I mean, we were a, a one income family for a long, well, still a one income family, but <laughs> the, the income is much larger now than it was then. In the first several years, you know, the newspaper is a small newspaper, a small town. So it had a very low uh, payroll. And, um, you know, we, we have uh, quite a, a, a tough time in the early years. Um, but of course, we uh we gave tithes and offerings and, and just determined that that was uh, something that we was, it was going to be a non-negotiable for us. We were going to always put God at the top of the list and, and God has honored that. And I wanted to say that uh, it's the, you know, we're blessed to be a blessing. It's the father heart of God that enables, I don't know how, I don't know how to tell some, anybody how to be a good father who doesn't have a good relationship with God I mean, I know they can love their children and I know they can love their wife, but I'm not sure how we can really love as God intends us to love unless we've got a relationship with the one who is love and he's pure love. And, uh, you know, it's just I live every day wanting to pattern my life after Jesus Christ. I live every day wanting to be the kind of father that God has been to me. And I'll never live up to that, but I want to be generous and I want to be uh, living an example so that others can follow. And um, my goodness, God's been so good to us and and we're at a blessed stage of life and we can be a a blessing to other people and we can help others. And uh, it just, it comes back to us in many ways uh, and just the knowing that we are passing on, not just financially or with assistance or something like that as people need it, but you're ministering and passing on the love of God. Uh, and that's exactly what I think we're called to do. So uh, yeah. appreciate the, the fact that you know that and that uh, we can see it in your life as well. And, uh, <laughs> and your mom and I often say that you would uh, give somebody the the last dime that you had. And uh, so it's a, a terrific quality. And I see that in you. Uh, and we respect that so much. Well, I get it honest. I don't know what it would be like to not have parents like you guys. And so I, <laughs> I appreciate that. And I, I've seen other people, you know, my age that are in a much different place and with a totally different mentality. So I credit you guys for a huge majority of that. And, um, and it's just been really cool to, uh, you know, for, for you to be supportive of me, of all the things that I've been, you know, involved in from childhood through adulthood. And as we've gotten 
as I've gotten older, or as we've gotten older, we both get older together, because um, I'm not <laughs> a child anymore, and I've really um, just kind of started to spread my wings and, um, you know, begin ministries of kind of, you know, falling into the footsteps of somebody else or kind of riding on the coattail and then it being handed to me. It's a really cool thing to see you getting involved in prison ministry with me. And, um, you know, before the pandemic, you know, you were, you and mom both were going with me every month to a particular prison. And now since they've allowed us to come back in, you're still going with me. And, uh, it's just a, it's just a really cool thing to be able to minister alongside of you and, um, to help people and to point people to Jesus. And, uh, you've been to teen challenge, I think once, but I I need you to come back. So here's your, here's your formal invitation for you to come back to that. I'm there every month. Formal public invitation. You just kind of threw me under the bus so that I cannot say no. Exactly. Yes. I will, I will be honored to do that. And, um, I know you've heard me say it before, uh, but, uh, I will say it again for, uh, for most of your life. Um, I was introduced, you know, uh, or you were introduced as being my daughter. And now as uh, you are flourishing in ministry in various capacities, in many places that we go, I'm only known as Catherine's dad. And I am, I am, I am wearing that badge proudly. And um, I don't mind that at all. I would say that there's a season where I, I don't mind passing the baton but uh, as my friend Chuck Stecker always teaches me that if you pass the baton, that means you're supposed to quit running the race and you get off the track. And I'm not quite ready to quit running the race and get off the track. So I'm, I'm not going to pass the baton, but I'm just saying it's a blessed season of my life to be able to, uh, to do these things with you. And uh, uh, I'll, always be, I'll always be proud to be introduced as your dad. Well, don't, don't make both, both of us get the whole leaky out of here <laughs> <laughs> well hey, if it's going to happen to me i need some i need some company here man well i just i i appreciate you so much and i appreciate you taking the time the the love the l-o-v-e-t-i-m-e to be on this podcast and even though <clears throat> you don't listen to <clears throat> my, my other episodes <laughs> i was gonna say it this is gonna give me uh, incentive to go back and listen to more not just the ones that i'm in because right. your mom and I have been on one before, and now this one is a solo. And then your mom and your sister have been on one on Mother's right. Day. So you, you got a lot to catch up on here. I got a lot of catching up to do. I well, sure do. Well, I appreciate you, and I know that everybody listening appreciates your example and your wisdom and your insight. And uh, I've got a couple of rapid-fire questions, if you're okay. ready for those. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I have several that I picked from when I have my guests. Um, some of which I already know the answer, so I'm not going to ask you whether or not you pick um, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, because I know you're going <laughs> to pick Lord of the Rings. Um, there's something about J.R.R. J.R. Is it J.R. Yeah, Tolkien? Two R's. Two R's, yeah. <laughs> okay, and there's another one that's like R.R. I think it's another author or something, but anyway. I think um, you're thinking about J.K. Rowling, so. J.K. Rowling, but that, yeah, but I thought that was one that had like two R's, but yeah, J.K. Rowling is Harry Potter, and... J.R. Tolkien is uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. That's exactly um, right. So, and, and I don't even, I, you know, I'm actually looking at my list right now, and I don't even know that I want to do a, a typical um, rapid-fire question, <laughs> but I do want to ask. Um, well, give me an atypical one, then. Okay, so what is the proudest memory that you have as a father? 
Oh my goodness, we're getting back into serious <laughs> stuff. I thought these were going to be light. Okay, okay, wait. All right, <laughs> let me go back to my list then. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite genre of music? Oh well, wow. uh, worship music. Okay. I started um, to say contemporary worship, but you know what? I can worship to Amazing Grace just like I can worship to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And what is your ideal pizza? I think I know this. Oh, wow. That would be like the one I just ate an hour and a half ago. What? A King's Inn Supreme? <laughs> no, oh, no, King's Inn Special. Ideal pizza would be a King's Inn Special. Yeah. That's not necessarily your mom. She has to take a few toppings off. So the one <laughs> that we had here earlier, which was just a, a brick oven pizza from, you know, Red Baron or something, but she doctors on it so that it's pretty doggone good when it comes out of that oven. Heck yeah. She probably put some pineapple on it. Oh, you know she did. <laughs> you can't have well, pizza without pineapple. Well, another thing that you have instilled a love for me for is traveling. And so you have traveled to a lot of places, um, some of which we've actually, most of which we probably traveled together. We've gone to Ireland and we've gone to South America. We've gone all over the United States. Um, I know you have been to Alaska, which I have not been to yet. And it will be. We went to but, that foreign, we went to that foreign country together named Las Vegas. Oh, we sure did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so what is, what's your next like bucket list location that you want to travel to? Oh, wow. That's a great one. See, I, this is going to be a sore subject because you went to Hawaii on your own, but sure you did. did try to talk your mom and dad into going. And, and I'm trying declined. to go back. Let's yeah, go. We, that's still on our bucket list. So we're, we're definitely going to try to get there before Jesus takes us home. And we, uh, we do love cruising. We've only done three or four cruises and we haven't done any since the pandemic. So our last cruise was a Caribbean cruise that we did in December of 2019, just before all the shutdowns happened. And I am proud to tell you that we are already uh, have a, another one planned with some great friends of ours in February of 2024. So well, we are looking forward to that. I'm not in on that one yet, but I need to be. <laughs> you so know, I'm sure they still have that. some state rooms available. Man. Well, do you have anything else that you want to say before we log off? Well, I feel like it's just been a mutual admiration society for the last 45 or 50 minutes that you've, you've said some very gracious things that I would have never expected you to say about your pa. Whatever. And, uh, you know pops. that I've said these. <laughs> you're my pops. And okay, also, I have, right. have, I, have I never said those things to you ever? Don't, don't say no. <laughs> maybe not uh, maybe, all in one setting. Maybe not all in one setting. That's right. I, I, if I get... If I get a a a, a, a get ready to say quality again. If I get a really good five minute conversation with you these days, I feel extremely blessed because I know you've got a killer schedule and you're always running from one place to another, and you don't stop by the house even to get your mail like you used to. We have to <laughs> get it to you somehow. But uh, no, we. I'll do uh, yeah, hey, it's. Um, being a being a dad has been the joy of my life, and uh, I hope that uh, God gives us um, the privilege of uh, not only continuing uh, to to grow in our family relationship, but He brings other people that we can love on, and that we can mentor, and that we can just pour something into their life as well. And He's been very faithful to do that, and it's a joy for us to do that. So uh, I know your mom would agree with me, and. Uh, 
Uh, we're at the season of life where it's not so much about us, but about other people that we can uh, pour into and, and uh, bless. So looking forward to that. God gives us a fresh grace and fresh mercy every single day. And it gives us opportunities to pour into people and to meet new people. And we're very thankful. And uh, it's a blessed season. God is so good. Totally agreed. And you have now been on this podcast with me until almost 1030 at night. So I am going to <laughs> let you go to bed, even though you did take a nap today. Um, I did. But yeah, I did not. That's what, so... that's what you do when you're 61. <laughs> that's you, right. you appreciate the value of a good nap. Hey. When I became a pop-pop, and that was the best thing about being a pop-pop to Alaska for the last four and a half years, is I developed a good nap time in the afternoon. Yes, you can nap with her. Yes. Well, well I appreciate your time. I appreciate your um, just your willingness to be on this episode. And I know that uh, you know it, it, it never gets old for me to hear that you are proud of me and that you have proud moments of being my dad. And I know I have probably given you a lot of the gray hairs that you have on your hand. <laughs> um, and I've done things that probably did not make you proud and disappointed you in some ways. And you have not ever stopped loving me and stopped giving me grace and mercy and showing me of true father's love. And mm. I appreciate that. So I love you so much. Father's day. And I am so excited to release this episode to everybody so that they can just partake in a little bit of the, of the dad that I get every day. Thank you so much, dear. And uh, my final word to dads that just came to my mind would be bless your children. Use the power of your tongue to speak blessing over their life, speak life into them, uh, and uh, they will they will never be the same when you do that. I agree. You did that at my, at my high school graduation, and that was one of the, the coolest moments that I did not know was going to happen. But Amen. you spoke a blessing over me, so I appreciate that. You're so welcome. There's there's a whole lot more. There's an entire uh, message I could preach about <laughs> speaking a blessing and uh, a, a very uh, easy sense of touch. You know that um, God. What you got? One more minute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I feel like I already had my thoughts uh, kind of in line for getting to preach this coming Sunday for Father's Day. I was blessed with an opportunity on short notice to do that. And uh, it's like the, the Lord woke me up, and I don't say this lightly because I don't usually get woken up with very specific uh, things coming to my head right away. I mean, I was in a deep sleep one minute, and the next minute I woke up. I didn't even look at the clock. It, it was 2 or 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I, I was lying there in the dark, and that phrase just came to my mind so suddenly, what is that in your hand? And it wasn't, you know, that it was just a rod, of course, which was the answer for Moses, but it's what is that in your hand and the, the emphasis on hand. And all of a sudden, these Bible verses started coming to my mind and God started speaking to me about the hand. And that's my, that's my Father's Day message. It's not developed yet. So that's been a big day and just uh, dwelling on that. But your hand can be used for, uh, for protection. It can be used for providing. It can be used for work. It can be used for worship. There's so many illustrations in the Bible about uh, men's hands. Our hands are used to, to do so many things, to provide and to do all, to correct uh, in the right way, to, um, to guide and to give direction to, uh, and there's so, to, to be generous with, to give with. And so uh, I'm still developing those, those thoughts. And uh, between now and Sunday, it's going to be a good time of just getting into the word and, and trying to listen more to the Lord. But 
uh, blessing your children. And that's one way that I was thinking it, you know, put your children, put your hand on their shoulder, encourage them, you know, let them know uh, a prop, an appropriate hug when they need it. And sometimes even when they mm-hmm. don't need it, but you need it as a father. Uh, those yeah. are things that uh, I feel like that we've always uh, tried to do. And, uh, and again, uh, you know, we're huggers. <laughs> Not everybody <laughs> you meet is a hugger, but uh, we've been blessed that even with all of the, the friends and the, the gals that y'all bring into the house over the years, uh, that I can hug any of them in a very appropriate manner. And I think they all know that. And uh, it's just been a real blessing. So before I get back in, feels are uh, wandering too much. I'll just stop right there. It's been a blessed conversation, Catherine. I've really enjoyed well, this. Well, good. Well, hopefully you can rest well. And thank you for that blessing that you just put on all of us. We can't tangibly feel your hand, but we can absolutely feel your heart. And uh, we're very grateful. Amen. Amen. Well, well, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Church Talks. Hey, before you guys leave and start listening to another episode of Church Talks, could you take 10 or 15 seconds and just go on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening and click follow or subscribe or like or the plus sign, whatever it is where you're listening. Uh, That would mean a ton to me. And that way you'll never miss episodes when they're coming out on the weekends. Thank you so much, as always, for listening and supporting and subscribing and following. I love you guys so much.